Welcome to the Village Health Show, where we believe that our bodies were created to be healthy. We simply have to put them in the right environment to make it happen. Our environment consists of the foods that we eat, the movements that we do, and the lifestyle habits that we keep. And if you're in a place where you want to maximize your energy levels, your body composition, and your mobility, this is the podcast for you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Village Health Show. I'm Dr. Matt Klingler here today with my guest and good friend, Nolan Kim. Uh, Nolan, you and I met 10 years ago and you were leading a retreat that my wife and I were on and you were the speaker at the retreat plus you were doing magic on the side (laughs) and uh, blowing our minds. And then fast forward 10 years later, just a few months ago, I saw you on Instagram and it looked like you'd had some sort of life-altering health event and then gotten into breathing, recovery, heat, cold, all this cool stuff. And you're like teaching people how to do it. So I would just love to know, how did you get here from from there where I met you 10 years ago? What's your story? Uh, yeah, that's a big gap there. Um, thanks for having me, by you're the welcome, way. You're welcome. And uh, it's fun to be here. I, so... I went. I spent over a decade working in like church ministry in various capacities. That's how we met, and um, you know, I think I was overworked, uh, overstressed, and at the end of the day, when you got those two things, some simple carbs taste really good at the they end do. of the day. They just make you feel good, and um, a combination of that, and then kind of my health journey, just being like coming from competitive sports world. I was trying to become like a professional ice hockey player. Um, but since then it's either like I was I all in. That. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, my health journey was like up and down. Either I was all in or not doing anything at all. And so a lot of it during that decade there was not doing anything at all. And so about four years ago, I, I started taking it seriously. A friend got me into CrossFit, invited me to her gym that she owned. And I loved it. I was healthy. I was eating probably the healthiest had been in a long time. And then um, my heart stopped after the end of a workout. Actually, I had a cardiac arrest. My friend had to do CPR on me. Uh, Paramedics got there within a couple minutes. Fortunately, they were able to shock me. My heart started again, but I didn't regain consciousness. It's not good. Which is not good. Uh, I didn't know this till later. And so when you see movies, you know, they shock them and they're like, right awake. (laughs) Not me. Um, And so they had rushed me to the hospital. They decided before my wife even could get there that because they were concerned about brain function, that they um, decided to put me in a coma for a few days and then actually put me in something called the Arctic Sun where they put basically this suit that runs ice cold water around my body. Hmm. Um, That's how you got here. Yeah. Yeah. To cool core temperature, to preserve organs and brain function. And it would act, they were hoping they didn't know uh, that it would act like a hard reset. So everything would start up again, kind of like turning off the computer (laughs) and turn it on again, you know, experts, that's what they tell you to do. So, uh, three days later I woke up, no brain deficits, no heart tissue was damaged. Um, and I was completely fine. So, uh, that was a rude awakening. I was in my early thirties when that happened, I was 34 and, uh, I was not expecting that. 
So I really, I had a progressive cardiologist, one of the top in the country that pushed me towards a plant-based diet, which I was not excited about at the time. So yeah, I just started taking my health really seriously. Anything I could do to like give myself an edge because I wanted to live long, happy, and healthy. So, and that was all kind of up in the air. It felt like at that point, I was really in touch with my mortality and which is a weird thing as an early 30 year old. Yeah. And so, yeah, anything I could do to help me be healthier, I would do. And so I was actually trained for triathlon and found all the breathing, sauna and ice stuff. I just started doing it. Like I was full send. I bought a sauna from Costco, you did. bought a freezer, <laughs> which I can explain more later, but you can use a freezer to keep water cold so you can keep reusing it. Um, there's safe ways to do it. Don't just, uh, which we can talk about later. It's not plugged in when you go in, but I bought a big one so that, cause I'm just like naturally want to invite people to do things that I love. So I basically started inviting my CrossFit gym to come over on Fridays for tacos and sauna and ice bath. And we would just start doing it. And as I had friends go through it, my life was being changed. I'm off most of my medications. I started seeing friends that were depressed on medication, off medication, feeling great. And I started seeing multiple lives being changed through all this. I'm like, wow, this stuff's really cool. And I know very little about it. So I decided to get multiple certifications in it. And because I'm like, wow, this is changing lives. It's changed my life. And I want to share it with as many people as possible because it's so simple. Just breathing and cold water. And, uh, you know, I, I think it may seem so different what I used to do magic and uh, ministry stuff. But I think the common thread I've discovered recently is like, I care about the human thriving. And hmm. so I think magic, like entertainment, recreation, play and rest is a part of like human thriving. And this is just another piece to that puzzle. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to hear your story. I've actually never heard that full story. Yeah, it's it's fun to share. Actually, I, I hadn't put pieced a lot of that together till recently. So cool. Um, let's talk about breathing first. So obviously, breathing is really important. But but why is it important? Yeah, I mean, we do it all day, every day. So you know, you can go weeks without food, days without water. You can really only go minutes without breathing. And so. Um, it's so important, I think, because it's hardwired into our autonomic nervous system. And so that's going to determine how our body responds, either a stress response or like a restful, de-stressful mm -hmm. response. And so um, that's really going to have a huge impact on our health and longevity. It was some Buddhist monks that said, you know, life's measured by the number of breaths that we take. So um, if we can breathe more efficiently then we can lengthen our life and have a happier and healthier one cool nutshell um, version that, that's a good nutshell version <laughs> so is there is there a right and a wrong way to breathe i don't like to post things on right or okay. wrong i think if you're breathing however you're breathing and you're alive you're doing a good job <laughs> so far you know so is there a better and a less better way to breathe <laughs> <laughs> nice reframe i yeah. there is a more efficient way it's to efficient, breathe okay. is what i would say so i think there's more efficient ways to breathe to be healthier and happier and have a bunch of perform better you know in the athletic world and so that's going to be the first thing i teach people is yeah, breathing in through our nose and out through our nose, in and out of our nose, even with a deviated septum, which I know can be challenging depending on um, the level of deviation for people. Um, and we see with practice, it gets better and their health also improves. So in and out of their nose, which is gonna engage our diaphragm 
typically with the nas nasal breathing. And so breathing into our lower portion of our lungs, um, into our belly, um, instead of breathing up in our chest and seeing our um, shoulders rise and our gut come in, actually our stomach should come out and then our, our chest should rise. Okay. Would so, be most efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That was a very quick summary of breathing. It was <laughs> awesome. I've heard a lot about, about nose breathing versus mouth breathing and all the benefits of nose breathing. Do you think people know that they are mouth breathers? I, I don't think most people do. Most people don't consciously think about their breathing until I found all this. It's, it's the only thing that we do both automatically without thinking about and the only system in our body that we have full conscious control over hmm. only system like that. So, and most people aren't consciously thinking about it. We have a saying in my work, it's either your breathing's controlling you or you're controlling your breathing. So, um, uh, most people probably until right now, just hearing you w wouldn't know how they breathe until now they're thinking about it. Okay. How could they figure that out? Whether they're a, like a nose breather or a mouth breather um, I, I think, yeah, just notice, take notice, pay, just pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. You know, I think most people aren't paying attention. Like just as you're listening to this, how are you breathing right now? Are you breathing in through your nose or in through your mouth? Like how are you breathing into your chest, into your stomach? Okay. I know that there's a large portion of the day where we're sleeping, where we don't know how we're breathing. How, how would somebody be able to tell if they've been mouth breathing at night? Yeah, if you drool okay. and your pillow's wet, okay. mouth breathing probably. If your mouth is dry, mouth breathing. If your your nose is plugged when you wake up, probably also mouth breathing are just some general signs. And so um, as a practice, you can start with taping your mouth, yep. which may sound weird. Um, I know you, you're down yeah, I'm the super breathing down, train, super down so, with it. but, uh, people uh, that think that that's weird, it's not duct tape. It's not gorilla tape. There's special breathing tape brands, or even just simple light medical tape that just holds your lips shut, but it would open, or there's even a little hole in some of them for your mouth to breathe if you need to, it's not going to suffocate you, but just a conscious subconscious reminder to help your brain remember to breathe through your nose while you're sleeping. And then after a couple months, you won't even need it. You'll just naturally do it. Okay. What would you say to the person that says like, Oh, my nose is always clogged. There's no way I could tape my mouth shut. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Like if you don't use it, you lose yeah. it type of thing. Mm -hmm. So your body's not sending nutrients and blood flow to it. Um, so there's a simple way to unclog it actually. Um, should we go over it? Yeah, let's or? do it. And we can actually do the tech if you want to do some techniques. Yeah, I mean, just a simple way to unclog your nose uh, and uh, begin breathing through it more would be to do a normal inhale through your nose, normal exhale through your nose. Now you're going to hold your breath and plug your nose and then move your head up and down, back and forth. Keep doing that. You're moving it up and down, back and forth. Obviously I'm talking, but you're holding your breath until you feel a strong urge to breathe. So move past that point where it's like comfortable, but until you feel a strong urge to breathe, when you feel that you'll inhale through your nose and then just begin breathing normally in and out of your nose. You should notice it's, it's significantly unblocked already. And you can repeat that a few times as needed, but yeah, it's because there's nitrous oxide in our nasal cavity and that'll um, open up our airways there. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool technique. It's like magic. <laughs> it's like nose magic. Um, what, what would be like your top techniques for breathing that you'd recommend that people start with? I know we did the, we did the decongestion technique just now. 
Uh, what would be some other ones you'd say? These are the, the, the top ones that I'd go to. I think uh, first, just starting, I mean, the first thing I can teach people is just breathing in and out of their nose all the time, all day, every day. And uh, even for athletes, I'm like, I care more about how you breathe throughout the day than you do during your game or exercise. You know, it's like a healthy diet, for example, right? Like it matters more how you eat a majority of the time consistently than that one meal, right? right? Instead, like... It doesn't matter if I eat one salad for lunch and then eat, you know, pizza and different things that aren't as great for me the rest of the day. Um, what matters is that rest of the day, you know. So if I can get people breathing in and out of their nose, into their bellies, which means they're using their main breathing muscle, their diaphragm, um, that would be step one, you know. And uh, th- that takes some rewiring for people because they're not used to doing that a lot of the times. So. Um, that would be step one. Step two would be slowing down the breath that should naturally slow down your breathing because we're getting bigger lung fills. Um, but, and so then slowing down the breath, like, so in, I practice with you guys and your team in for a four count out for an eight count. Um, that's a natural de-stressful type of breathing. So a lot of times during our day, we're super stressed and we're breathing that way without even knowing it. And so if we can slow it down like that after a stressful email, after a stressful encounter with a coworker or friend um, or before bed, breathing like that is going to help our sleep and help our body throughout the day. Okay. So you just do a few rounds of that. Yeah. And and I mean, ideally, you know, you'd naturally begin doing that unconsciously, ideally breathing like five to six breaths a minute, where most of us are breathing above 12 breaths a minute, which is, you know, naturally some people 14 to 20 you know, which is naturally going to have a stressful response uh, on our body, pumping cortisol, the stress hormone, and naturally interrupting our sleep. So cool. Have you gotten much into Postural Restoration Institute? You heard of those guys? I have not. No. Okay. They they use breathing and they connect it with alignment, and like it, it really, I think it's more connected with the nervous system and de kind of like de-hyping um, the nervous system, getting people to calm down. And we've seen just incredible changes in people's pain and in how their body moves just by getting them breathing. Pretty similar to what you said, like we do a four count in and we get them breathing through the mouth with a yeah. pause and we activate their like hamstrings, their adductors, some of these underused muscles and man, their hip flexors shut off, their back pain goes away. All of a sudden, their body moves better than it moved before. And we've seen like just about every painful measure get changed in some capacity by just simple breathing technique like that. That's awesome. I mean, that makes sense to me just yeah. because by the breathing, they're putting themselves in a de-stressful state. Right. So if you're stressed, you're tense and right. muscles are tense and tight. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to put them in a relaxed phase and then doing movements or, or whatever makes sense to me that that would work. Yeah. And that's, that's brings us to a really good point. One of the things I hear from clients pretty often is, Hey, how do I get rid of this tension in my, my neck? And it's like, okay, well, we could, yes, we could use our hands, manual therapy. You could get a lacrosse ball and dig in there, or we could figure out why that happened in the first place. To some degree, it's probably some, some crappy movement that they're doing, but there's also like the, the stress component, especially in the upper traps, like people hold tension there. Um, 
would that breathing technique you talked about be the best one for people to to decrease tension? Totally. Yeah, yeah I think. And also in the breathing world, and I know super common in the PT world is pelvic floor for issues. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of that actually ends up being a uh, pelvic floor issue. Oh, which, yeah. So uh, in the breathing world, there's actually four diaphragms and there's one in our pelvic floor um, as well that kind of mirrors our... Um, is that the right word? Works in reciprocity to our main breathing yep. diaphragm. So as our breathing diaphragm flattens and expands, uh, our pelvic floor one flexes downward yeah. to receive the air and the organs and everything getting pushed down. And so that flexes that muscle. And so that strengthens the pelvic floor when we're breathing properly. Like proper breathing actually leads to proper movement in a lot of cases. And so, um, yeah, pelvic floor issue, usually a lot of lower back pain in men yep. and uh, incontinence, post-pregnancy in women, usually a lot of breathing can actually support a lot of that. Cool. We've talked a lot about breathing. I'd, I'd love to jump into cold a little bit. Um, why should people subject themselves to, uh, to cold? It's very uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Um, I tell people that's half the reason why we do it because it, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Every time point. I do it, I've been doing it for years now. It it's, still sucks. It's still cold every time. Okay. It still sucks. It sucks a little bit less the more you do it, but you know, it's still a challenge. And uh, the way we do it is, you know, taking control of our breathing to adapt to stress differently. And so actually we're training our mind and building new neural pathways to relate to stress challenges differently yeah um so the ice bath is kind of a metaphor for life so i have plenty of people after one ice bath that said they did something that, that's been difficult or they've been avoiding and, and and they just did it and i'm like yeah it's because you relate to stress and challenges differently hmm. um, but i mean just to go last stuff some of the top things off my mind you get a immune system boost going into the cold significant immune system boost with white blood cells people significantly getting sick less just with taking even cold showers, for example, um, you get uh, hormone balance, you get adrenaline, dopamine, uh, the adrenaline decreases inflammation, which usually releases serotonin. So people feel good, people like feeling depressed. It, it really supports that. I have clients off of medication feeling great. Um, um, your metabolism ramps up in order to keep warm. So increases metabolism and brown fat production which is just, I know a lot of people are like, it's kind of a hip thing right now, but your body consumes brown fat, which is just fat with extra mitochondria in order to stay warm instead of shiver. And so that increases our metabolism. And um, just to name a few. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. So is is an ice bath, like the gold standard, the best way to do it? Uh, it's, I would say it's a way to do it. Okay. I don't ever like to say there's a best way. It's yeah, it depends on what you have, depends on what you have access to, you know, yeah. and you but know, it's better than a cold shower. I or, mean, otherwise, yeah, why don't we just to take build too? Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's more intense. Yeah, it is more intense. temperature. I mean, so I, I look at intensity and duration are your two control factors. So you can spend time in warmer water, like a cold shower, but for a longer period of time and get similar effects. Oh, okay. Or you can do an ice bath, really intense, but for a short amount of time, mm. you know, so. Okay. Now, obviously, uh, most people listening to this probably won't have access to an ice bath unless they're. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then total, also total buying total ice is expensive, you know, is the other thing to do it over and over. Okay. So you said you built an ice bath 
with a with a freezer. <laughs> I did. That's how I just so found... like one of those ones that like opens up. Yeah, yeah, a big chest freezer. It's gotta be above fourteen cubic feet. Probably like sixteen is really good for one person. I got we'll a twenty six one. On Amazon one. Real quick, yeah, it's back. it's weird. Uh, frigid. There's a whole DIY Facebook world on how to do it. How I found it. Wow, water um, and electricity. I heard that's bad. Yeah, yeah. So there's ways you waterproof it. You put a pond liner in it. See all the seams. And you run it on a timer, like a Christmas tree light timer, so that it turns on and uh, keeps the water cool without freezing completely. Okay. And so it'll stay at like the 37 degree mark or 32, 35 degree mark without ever freezing. So it's constantly ready. So it's really cold though. It's really cold. And then you can get high tech and run filters and ozone treatment. So it's like, yeah, ready to rock for you if you do it a lot. Um, it ends up being a costly way to do it. Cause you could probably spend 30 to $50 on ice, every ice bath easily. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now with, with something like the Odin, which is an ice bath that's sold commercially, um, or sorry, the cold plunge. Yeah. The cold plunge or, or the, the Odin they're they're coming soon, right? Yeah. They're Odin. They're new in Australia. The cold plunge is here in California, actually in the Sacramento area. So oh, cool. Okay. they're, they're great. Great company, but great you don't brand. pour ice in those, do you? No, they run. Uh, theirs is probably theirs is the safest way to do it because okay. with the freezer, it's a DIY. You unplug it before you do it, you know, as a safe protocol. But they built it so like you keep it plugged in. It runs all the filtration, ozone, and it runs uh, water chilling in it, so it keeps it cold, and you don't have to worry about electrocution. That's good. or anything like that. Yeah. Which is a plus. Yeah. Cool. Um, you guys do like an ocean thing, right? Where you guys jump in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, any cold body of water is good. The ocean, anything below 60 degrees will trigger a cold response. That's why cold showers work well, which I mean, the research on cold showers in 2015 found that ending with 30 seconds of cold decreased sickness that year by like 35%. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. But yeah, ocean is great. I mean, here it works. It's below 60, especially during the winter lakes. If you live in a cold area where it's a cold lake, it's basically an ice bath. Yeah. So, you know, the real cool places, you kind of cut through the surface of ice first and then go in. It's the streams. It's all, it's all it, moving water. It also feels colder. So mm-hmm. that's why the, those cold plunge, the cold plunge and different things that have circulating water, it feels super cold. It's like a wind chill factor. Yeah. Cause it moves, moves across your body. Yeah. Heat, yeah. You don't right? build that pocket of warmth actually around you. So hmm. it's really cool. I was watching. So we did, we did ice, ice uh, plunge with a couple people on our staff today. And I came over and watched just to see when they got out of that ice bath, they were like, man, I, I really did something. It took two minutes. Like I did something hard. I overcame it. I feel accomplished. And like you said, people will go and do other things that are really challenging in their lives, you know, after doing something like that, which is cool. Yeah. It's super fun to watch. It's, it's like, it's pretty intimate in ways. Like you just get to see people wrestle through those voices and, and criticisms they have of themselves and they overcome it. It's really, it's an honor to coach them through it and fun to watch. Cool. Cool. Let's jump into heat. And one, one of the questions I have first is um, how, how is heat different from cold or breathing in terms of its benefits for us as human beings? 
Yeah, heat. Uh, first of all, if you had to choose between heat and cold, heat is the king of recovery. Really? For sure. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, heat okay. is the king of recovery. You can do it every day. It's great for you. And uh, I mean, an effects of an ice bath last in your body with you know anti-inflammatory markers and different things. The effects last for up to six days. So you don't need to do it every day, nor would I say that, that would be good. I know a lot of people do just, it makes them feel good. That works for them, but you don't need to. Okay. Um, I know a lot like XPT, we do it uh, twice a week usually. So Tuesdays and Thursdays paired with a pool workout, which is a recovery workout, but heat is king of recovery. It, it speeds up your circulation, gets out those toxins, um, will speed up your muscle healing and it's the king of heart health as well. There's mm. been a 20 year cardiology study done on the sauna that showed if you're sauning four more times a week for above 174 degrees Fahrenheit at, for about 20 minutes that you decrease your chance of death by heart incident by 60% Wow! and decrease your chance of death by any cause by 40% all from the sauna. So wow. especially for, I mean, I think people that maybe are new to fitness that might not be inclined to hop on an exercise bike, hopping in the sauna sounds pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, it's super good for their health and uh, super good for neurodegenerative diseases. Uh, also, there's been a lot of research with depression on it, but yeah, you feel good, detoxes your body and is super great for you. Does, are there different types of saunas? So there's like infrared, yeah, infrared, heat, and then dry heat, dry wet. You know, combination. Uh, I think similar to ice. I don't like to say that there's okay. a best. What's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask sneaky, this question sneaky. ten ways. Um, I, I think one. It depends on what you have access to, right? And you know, some heat is better than no heat. So that could okay. be steam room. That could be jacuzzi. Um, infrared sauna is one of the kinds out there. And I know there's always argument, which one's better. Um, it research shows that infrared's particularly good for people, clients with fibromyalgia okay. and detoxing heavy metals. You mm. know, it's superior actually in the dry sauna. Um, and then there's the dry sauna heat, which is either fire, wood, fire, gas, or that's what yours is. Electric. That's, that's what mine is outside. It gets super hot. It's yeah. over. I think it's like 240 out there right now. Seriously? Um, yeah, it's, it's been running a while without people in it, so it's probably that hot. But we like to Hopefully be above 200. We like to be above 200 because that stimulates the human growth hormone and, and specific things in the sauna. Okay. So, so you're like, I go in my jacuzzi every night um, for like 10 minutes and it's 104 degrees. It sounds like, would you say that it's probably not hot enough to get the same benefits as like the 175, 200 degree? It's just going to be different, you different, know, kind of okay. like the ice bath conversation. Yeah. Temperature and duration are going to be your control factors. I think jacuzzi is a great tool and it feels great, you know, and you can spend a lot longer in it than a 240 degree sauna. And so, yeah, it's great for recovery. Uh, if you have access to it, awesome, you know, and then getting into a sauna, it's just going to be a little different and you can't spend as long in there. And specifically being that hot stimulates some added health benefit with the growth hormone and heat shock proteins and all sorts of different things. Cool. Um, what, so, so that all of this stuff's really cool and helpful. And I think that 
<laughs> the more you learn about health and fitness, it's like you could go crazy trying to implement all the things totally, into your life. Totally. It's like, okay, I've got to do infrared and I've got to do an ice bath. And then, oh, I got to get into the ocean. I've got to do grounding and put my feet on the earth. I need to get out in the sun for 15 minutes with my shirt off every day. And you could spend all day doing like your health routine. Yeah, it's like a part-time job. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so which what what is your weekly routine with these three elements, breathing, heat, cold? I like to, I mean, for me, I like to make it practical, practical for clients. Like, how can I incorporate this in my life without adding extra time to my life okay. at all? You know, and so how can I pair this with things that I already do? Hmm. And like, I already have to take a shower. So why not add a little bit of that time being cold? So you do that at the end of your shower? I do that, I do that every day. I, even though the research isn't, this isn't the exact research, I start mine cold in the morning. Yeah. And then just as it's warming up. So I feel like I'm not wasting water. That's so that's nice. Yeah, that's what I do a good guy. every day. Yeah. <laughs> Me trying to be an environmentalist yeah. there. Um, so I do that as a daily practice. Um, I actually do get in the ice. I, I obviously, this is my career. I have access yeah. to it, but I do do it probably, but depends on the week. I don't do it every day, sometimes once a week. And sometimes it's three or four times a week. It just okay. depends. I just, because I have friends that come over all the time that want to do it. So of course I'm going to hop in. So it's kind of a social thing too. Um, but yeah, I don't do that every day. I sauna like probably five days a week. Though. Okay. And that's usually in your sauna that you have out here. Or you have a different one. I have home? one at home oh, too. Do. And that one. So usually it's, it's one of those just depending on where I'm at. Is uh, it the same kind you have at home? Uh, no, that's a different brand, but, and it's heated with 220 volt, which most okay. home ones are. Only reason this one runs on gas is cause it's on a trailer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be hard. I wouldn't recommend gas for anything else, but it works well. Um, but I, I pair that with like my workout routine. So oh, interesting. yeah, I can sometimes I've even thrown the assault bike in the sauna at 200 oh degrees, you know, so you, that sounds like cutting weight for wrestling. It is kind of, yeah. So, uh, which you can't do that with, you know, schools anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, you can get around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then breathing. Yeah. I just, uh, breathing exercises, you know, I do before bed, you have to breathe anyway. Right. So just being intentional about it during before bed to help you go to sleep while I'm driving a car. I mean, while I'm walking to my car from the store, I just incorporate different breathing exercises depending on what, what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. Yeah. So no more time added for the most part. Yeah. Okay. What would you say to the person that's like, okay, I'll put, I'll commit five minutes to this every day. What are the, the things we've talked about? Would you tell them do this, this, and this in that five minutes? I mean, I think if I were trying to buy more time, if they're already taking a shower and added some cold in that, it's not really by cutting into my five minutes. <laughs> nope. um, so, but with that five minutes, if they could just be intentional with their breathing, paying attention and, to their breathing in and out of their nose and in their stomach, uh, that's going to do them the most service, you know? And so, and then if they're working out or, doing whatever and there's a sauna at their gym spending some time in there you know not really adding more time they're already there awesome cool um what what resources would you recommend if people want to learn more about these subjects what books courses things like that yeah there's a a goop lab Gwen paltrow did a thing on wim hof yeah uh, seen, that's, that's on awesome. netflix which is super fun yeah and then the book breathe is a great 
book. Um, James Nestor. James Nestor. Have you read that as a staff? It's super good. Is I it mean, breathe it, or breath? I, you know, I, I say it different every yeah. time. I've heard you say both, and I was like, I don't know which one it is. I think it's breathe, but correct me if I'm wrong. It might be breath. I'm not um, sure. It has a new fun cover now, too. Oh, so yeah? It's not that yellow one? It's not yellow. It's like got a cool design, and it says, you know, I think because it's like New York best time seller. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, but it has a cool new design. It's all big time. And now. Yeah, big time. But it, he does a great job and covers his own health journey. And it, it's a great overview of like everything that is breath. I think he yeah. does a great job of that. I love how he weaved story and his journey in with each chapter. Totally. And just the history of all the breathing mm. techniques was super cool. Like a lot of them, I didn't even know actually, even having been certified in breath, which was really cool. So uh, that is a great resource. I have a podcast with different breathing exercises. You do? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. So what's all- it called? Uh, power coaching. Yeah. Okay. I just have recordings of breathing exercises connected to some like frequency music and stuff that I use with you guys that goes over it and good intro to all that. Sweet. So power coaching. And then do you work at XPT or you run an XPT? I, so I am a certified Wim Hof instructor okay. and then I am a XPT affiliate what, you know, kind of like CrossFits or affiliates. So like I was trained, I went through their certification process and I'm affiliative theirs. I can uh, teach their pillars and, and principles. Um, but I'm not, I don't have a XPT studio. No, you don't. Is there one in orange where you live? There's, there's not any XPT studios. They're moving that direction now. They oh, okay. hadn't. Yeah. So recently it just came out. They're going to start putting up brick and uh, mortar facilities now which is a new direction for them so that's exciting cool i learned some things today i hope uh hope our listeners learned a ton too and um yeah if you guys want to learn more about breathing we actually have on our website in our village principles a whole section on breathe freely which talks about the concepts behind breathing the philosophy behind breathing um and then i I hope you learned a ton today guys thanks for listening Mm -hmm.